This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The lucrative tax credits for electric vehicles in the Inflation Reduction Act were crafted in a very specific way by congressional Democrats in the Biden administration. They wanted to favor American factories and make sure foreign-made cars face a disadvantage in the American market. But by doing so, our European and Asian allies are now furious that they're being cut out. And while President Joe Biden has promised to address the situation, he's pretty limited in what he can do, and congressional Democrats are publicly saying they have no regrets. So today, we chat with Politico's Stephen Overly about how this trade dispute is threatening to derail some of our strongest trading relationships and why Democrats are digging in. It's Monday, December 12th. So, Stephen, the European Union, South Korea, and Japan are upset that they're being cut out of the lucrative U.S. tax credits for electric vehicles under the Inflation Reduction Act. So why did the Congress design the law in this way in the first place, and what is it hoping to accomplish? Well, the main thrust of this legislation was obviously to address climate change and propel the U.S. into this new, greener era. But in doing that, lawmakers also really wanted to boost U.S. manufacturing and make sure that as these green industries come online and pave the way for the future, that the U.S. is leading the way in that. And so some of the tax incentives in this bill were therefore specifically written so that they benefited producers either on U.S. soil or at least with operations in North America. And that's particularly true for these tax credits for electric vehicles. In order to qualify for those, the vehicles have to have been produced in North America. And again, that was really to spur U.S. production and manufacturing. Right. And Democratic lawmakers are saying they have no regrets about putting America first in how they design these tax credits, particularly Senator Joe Manchin, who really helped craft this bill, Ron Wyden, chair of the Finance Committee. So what are they saying in defending it? And were the Europeans caught off guard and also our Asian allies in how this was designed? Or do you feel like there was a sense this was coming given the focus on industrial policy from the Biden administration? You mentioned Senator Joe Manchin, and one of the comments he made to us, I think, really encapsulates what Democrats are thinking about this. He said, we did it to help the United States of America. It was all about the United States of America. And that really captures what the intention was here. Lawmakers want to ensure that taxpayer dollars are going to U.S. manufacturing, are going to create jobs based in America. And so that was really the intention here. And ultimately, that sort of means putting America first, which is a phrase we heard a lot from the Trump administration, and we now hear from the Biden administration and Democrats as well. To your question on foreign allies, I do think that they were caught off guard or at least somewhat surprised by this legislation. It was very narrowly passed, and there were a lot of questions about whether the politics were there to get the Inflation Reduction Act across the finish line. So it's not something that our trade partners were necessarily anticipating. And when you layer onto that the America First provisions that are in the bill, I think some of those also caught them by surprise. That's not to say there wasn't lobbying from foreign trade partners. Canada and Mexico in particular really pushed hard to benefit from some of these provisions. 
But some other allies like the European Union, Japan, and South Korea were kind of left on the outside of the bill. Interesting. And even though President Joe Biden has promised to address this situation, his economic team has freely acknowledged, like Democrats in Congress, the law is supposed to benefit American workers ahead of their foreign counterparts. So what is the Biden administration telling our trading partners to try to smooth things over? And what are they actually willing and able to do, if anything? Yeah, the White House has sent dual messages on this. On the one hand, they've said that they're unapologetic about the fact that this bill was designed to benefit American workers and American factories. But on the other hand, they've told foreign trading partners that it was not their intention for this bill to come at their expense. So now the challenge the Biden administration has is to make both of those messages make sense. And really, they have limited options in how to do that. Right now, the Treasury Department is crafting guidelines for implementing the Inflation Reduction Act, and the Biden administration is exploring options for how it can essentially include trade partners who were cut out of the bill as they try to implement the bill. And that's going to be very tricky. And frankly, trade partners acknowledge that They're really working on the margins here because the legislation is written in such a way that they're left on the outside of it. Right. So as implementation happens and any change would be marginal, Democrats in Congress are promising to preserve the law as it is. Interestingly, you also report Republicans who broadly oppose the Inflation Reduction Act, oppose this climate law for lots of reasons, are now arguing the clean energy subsidies were poorly vetted and could undermine trade relations with allies. So what is their argument and how much credence do you give it, given the GOP, as you mentioned, America first, right? I mean, they've been kind of moving in this more protectionist direction anyway. Democrats have said that they have no intention of reopening the law. And the White House has said that they don't plan to go back to Congress and ask for amendments to the law. So it's unlikely that any changes are going to get made unless those stances change. But you're right. Republicans have been very critical of the Inflation Reduction Act, not just these tax credits, but really the bill more broadly. And so the dispute that it's causing with trade partners has really fueled their opposition. And you see Republicans now kind of using this to say that the law was poorly vetted and poorly written and should not have passed in the manner that it did. The reality is, even with Republicans controlling the House next Congress, their ability to change the law is going to be quite small, if it exists at all. And you're right, there's this division in the Republican Party between free traders who still believe in free trade agreements and crafting deals with foreign trading partners, and those who are more protectionists, who want to ensure that our trade policies do primarily benefit U.S. workers and U.S. companies. All that to say, the Republican Party is not exactly aligned in its thinking on trade policy, and that alone might also make it more challenging for them to challenge the trade dimensions of this law. Also, the House Committee on Oversight and Reform released a memo and internal oil industry documents on Friday, which showed that oil companies publicly portrayed themselves as committing to a clean energy transition even as they continue to make significant long-term investments in fossil fuel production. The release comes after years of hearings and document requests by the committee under Democratic leadership, targeting Exxon, Chevron, Shell, BP, and other oil companies. However, the impact of Friday's release is likely limited by the Republican takeover of the House in January. 
A spokesperson for Exxon blasted the committee's release as cherry-picking internal documents to cast the industry in a poor light. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by Mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that one day can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com slash RNG.